verse 18. Come on, how many have been getting some out of the series so far about being thankful? And I know you've had a lot of opportunities to exercise this wonderful gift, right? Come on, of being thankful. Um, and uh, it's one thing to hear it, but we got to be doers of the word. That's when we get the results. So First Thessalonians 5 and verse 18. In the New Living Translation, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. So uh, today's going to be the last message in this series about being thankful. Uh, but today we want to talk about this. We want to talk about faith and thanksgiving. Faith and thanksgiving. Everybody say faith and thanksgiving. Faith and thanksgiving. That's what we're going to talk about today. Faith and thanksgiving. So we've been talking on Sunday mornings about being thankful. God wants us to live a full life. A life full of His goodness, full of His grace, full of His presence, full of His power. God wants us to live this kind of life, but it only comes from being thankful. And we see in uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you. Notice that. It's God's will for you that we are thankful people. Uh, just to keep our theology straight, and we've been mentioning this every week, we need to be thankful in all circumstances, but not for all circumstances. Because we serve a good God. He's a good God. He, he never trades places with the enemy, ever. And we need to realize that the things that happen to us that are coming to steal, kill, and destroy our life are not from God, they're from the enemy. And so we need to realize we can be thankful in all circumstances, but we don't need to be thankful for all circumstances because some of those circumstances are not from God, they're from the enemy. But our thankfulness keeps our attitude and our heart right in those situations. It keeps us right with God. It keeps us thinking about the answer and not the problem. And our thankfulness is really a way that pulls us through those hard times. Because as you know, when, when you go through hard times and the more you complain about it, what do we say? When you complain, you remain. But when you praise, you raise. So we know that when we get in those circumstances and we complain about it and we get upset about it and we get mad or we get sad or we take it out on other people, we know the problem never gets better. Never gets better. But notice, until we start being thankful, which thanksgiving is a part of our faith, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We start being thankful knowing that God has answers for us, and God can make a way where there is no way, and we can be thankful in those circumstances. Then God starts working on our behalf. But notice that only happens when we keep our thanksgiving. That's why I said be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. That's pretty strong when, when God says, it's my will. He doesn't say that about a lot of things in the Bible. But when he says, this is my will, you should listen to what he's saying. This is my will for you, that you are thankful in all circumstances. Because your thankfulness and your thanksgiving will bring you through all those things. Come on, can I get amen today? Um, 
we talked about having a full life, and, and God wants us to live a full life, not just a busy life, but a full life, full of the right things, full of the God things. And we have a verse for that, John 10.10. I think they'll pull it up if we have John 10.10 in the, uh, I believe it's the Amplified. It says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Notice, but Jesus came that they may have and enjoy life. Jesus said that. And have it in abundance, notice, to the full. Because we're talking about being thankful. To the full, till it overflows. That's what God has come to bring us, is a life that's full, full of the right things, the God kind of life, until it overflows. But notice what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly till it's full and overflowing. So to get into that life that's full and overflowing, there's a connection between being full and being thankful. We want God's fullness, but how does our thankfulness look? We want God's blessing, but how does our faith look? We want those things, but it takes something on our side. Our thankfulness, our thanksgiving, our faith to receive the promises of God. We want God's abundant life, but you know it doesn't just fall on top of you just because you're saved. It doesn't just hit you because you said the sinner's prayer one time at church. It takes your faith and your thanksgiving to receive the fullness of God and the life of God. So... Faith and thanksgiving, that's what we're, we're going to really hone in on today. But before we go uh, into the, the aspect of faith and thanksgiving or prayer, I want to say a few things I found out about thanksgiving that were interesting. Uh, in the book of Leviticus, um, there's recordings in Leviticus of a lot of different offerings that there's instructions on how you should give certain offerings. Now, Leviticus is not a fun book to read. I challenge you... <laughs> Do not start in Leviticus in your Bible reading plan, or you'll never go anywhere, because <laughs> it's, it's a very different book. Now, if you understand what it's saying in light of the whole Bible, it makes sense. But don't start there. Deal? Don't start in Leviticus, everybody. Uh, because it, it talks about a, a lot of different things about ceremonies and sacrifices and offerings and the instructions on how you should do this in light of the Old Testament and the Old Testament sacrifices. So if you don't know the context of the whole Bible, you will be lost very quickly into the book of Leviticus. But it talks about there's different offerings you should give, and this is the way you should give it in Leviticus. In Leviticus, it says there's an offering called a Thanksgiving offering. Now, now you're too quiet already. There's a Thanksgiving offering. There's an offering you give that just because you're thankful. God didn't have to do anything. You just give, an, give him an offering because you're thankful. You just give him a Thanksgiving offering because he's God. You just give him a Thanksgiving offering because he's let you be alive on this planet. And there's different offerings that are talked about, but one of them is the Thanksgiving offering. And it says the Thanksgiving offering is something that's not required. It takes your own free will. So a Thanksgiving offering only matters if you give out of your own free will. If somebody forced you to give it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. 
But if you did it out of your heart, God says, I will accept it. But the Thanksgiving offering is one of free will and free choice that you have just to say thanks to God. Now, there's a principle in there. Because in the book of Hebrews, it says that we should give God the sacrifice of praise. Come on now, somebody. And that's the same thing in the New Testament. So the principle was true for the Old Testament about the Thanksgiving offering, but it's still true for us as New Testament believers because the book of Hebrews, which is the most New Testament book in the New Testament, says that we should give God a sacrifice, that would be an offering, of praise or thanksgiving to God. And it says the sacrifice and the thanksgiving offering that we give to God in the New Testament is not grain, is not sheep, is not goats. It's not a turtle dove. The thanksgiving and praise offering that we give to God, it says, is the sacrifice of praise that comes from our lips. Come on now, somebody. It comes from our lips. That means if we're going to give God an offering of praise and thanksgiving, it has to come out of your mouth. And we should do that all the time because God is worthy of it. And God is worthy to be thanked. And he is worthy to be praised. I'm preaching better than you responded today. This is a Pentecostal church last time I checked. I know you don't have buns on and long dresses, but this is still a Pentecostal church. Let's not forget that. And we give God a sacrifice or an offering of praise of thanksgiving, and it's the fruit of our lips that we do that to God. And so we don't come and, and just give offerings like they did in the Old Testament, but sacrifices and, and offerings are still a legitimate thing for us as New Testament people. And God says, give me the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of thanksgiving, to thank God when you don't feel like it. To praise God when you have symptoms in your body. That that's the sacrifice of praise. If you felt like it, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. Do you guys know that? If you felt like doing it, it wouldn't be an offering. It wouldn't be a sacrifice. And God says, when you do that, I will do so much in your life. I will bless you. I will have you live this full life. But you have to do something on your side. To give a sacrifice of praise. An offering of thanksgiving to God. And notice it says, no one can make you do it when you give this offering. It has to be of your own free will. A sacrifice to God. So in Leviticus, it says that we should give offerings of thanksgiving to God. But the New Testament says the same thing. A sacrifice of praise to God. We should be thankful people. And notice it should come from our own free will. Now, this is interesting. You could just write this down. In 2 Timothy 3, we're not going to read the verse there, but I'm going to just quote it. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, In the last days, perilous times will come, stressful times will come. And then it goes on and gives a list of the characteristics of some of these people in the last days. And it says that these people will be evil. They will be drunkards. They will be unholy. They will be fighters. They won't love God. They'll love money. But one of the things it says in the last days, in 2 Timothy 3, you can look it up later, in perilous times, in the last times, this is what the people will be like. 
one of the categories is unthankful. That the closer we get to Jesus coming back, the more unthankful people will become. And what that will do to people's lives. Now, I know this because I'm a millennial. And we are the most entitled generation who ever lived on this planet. And we are the furthest thing from thankful people. But we live in a generation and a culture that is so entitled. They never even think about thanking anybody for anything. Whether that be their parents or their friends or their government or their God. They don't say thank you to anybody for anything because they think they deserve it. Let us not be in the category of those people. The truth is that nobody owes you anything. Including God. The good news of the gospel is this. God owes you nothing but gave you everything. That's the gospel. You didn't deserve anything, but God gave you everything. You didn't deserve to wake up tomorrow, but God gave you everything. You deserve to go to hell, but God let you go to heaven. You deserve to be sick, and God brought health and wholeness. You deserve to be poor, and God brought you prosperity. You don't deserve anything. None of us in here do. And the gospel is we deserve nothing, but God gave us everything. That's why we should be the most thankful people on the planet. And give God this sacrifice of praise and offering of thanksgiving. Because God has done that for us. But I just thought that was interesting today, when, or earlier this week when I was looking it up about being thankful. In the last days, right next to unholy and murderers is unthankful people. Because God knows what it does to your life when you're not thankful. It's a dangerous place to be. So we see that God wants us to be thankful, and it's not just for his sake because he needs a pat on the back and he needs our praise and our worship, but he knows that we need it. We get something out of it. It changes us, not him. And we need to be thankful people. This is interesting, and we're going to turn there in a second, but when God brought his people out of Egypt into the wilderness and ultimately into the promised land, which we talked about that in Joshua, is he gave them some some laws and he gave them some blessings and some curses. And in Deuteronomy 28 is the verse, or the chapter that we're talking about here, and we're going to read a verse from it in a second. In Deuteronomy 28, you you can read it later, God says, if you listen to me and you do what I said, you'll be blessed. But it's your choice. But then also he says, on the reverse of Deuteronomy 28, he says, if you don't do what I say, there's going to be curses that come upon you, not because I brought them, but because you chose them. And so Deuteronomy 28, you can read it later to yourself. God's saying to his people, if you listen to me and follow me, you'll be blessed. But if you don't, you're going to be cursed. Because I can't help you when you want to go your own way and do your own thing. But this is an interesting verse, Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 in the Amplified. This is right in the middle of this uh, book of the Bible or this chapter. Notice God says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart 
in gratitude. For the abundance of all with which he had blessed you. Notice that. Because, and he's telling them why they're cursed and why they're serving other gods now. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude or thankfulness. For the abundance of all the things that I've given you. And it goes on. The next verse says, because you didn't do that, you're going to serve other gods. You're going to be servants of other kingdoms. Because you didn't serve God with gratitude. Gratitude, with thankfulness. And he says, because you didn't serve me with joy. Come on, it should be a joy to come to church, not a burden on your back. Church should be enjoyed, not endured. Hello, somebody. This should be the highlight of your week, the highlight of your life, to be in the house of God, to be with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. This should be the joy of your life. And not just for me, because I work here. It should be for all of us. Why? Because God has our heart. And when he has your heart, he's going to have your passions. He's going to have your affections. He's going to have your love. And so you get excited about what he gets excited about. That's why David, who was a man after God's own heart. I'm preaching better than you're responding. He was a man after God's own heart could say, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. He said that I would rather spend one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. One day, one day in your courts because his heart was after God. And when God has your heart, you'll be excited about what he's excited about, which is his church, which is the people of God. That's what he's excited about. And he says, because you didn't serve me with joy and thankfulness, you're going to serve other gods. You're going to be the servant of other, other kingdoms and other gods, not me, because of their own choice. God didn't want that for them, but he said, because you're not thankful for what I've done for you, you're going to have to serve other gods, because I can't help you. Because you didn't serve me with joy, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, that's how serious it is when we don't remember what God has done in our life. When we don't thank God for what he's done, we get out of his will and the enemy is able to take advantage of our lives. Why? Because of our lack of gratitude and thanksgiving to God. Come on, are you getting something today? And so he said, you're going to serve other gods because you didn't serve me with joy and gratitude in your heart. Let's remember that. That's why so many times in the Old Testament it says, remember. Remember is a covenant word. Remember is also a word of thanksgiving. Remember what I did for you so you'll be thankful. Remember what I did for you because then it will change your attitude and your mind because of thanksgiving. And God will say, remember this. Remember I brought you out of Egypt. Remember I brought you through the wilderness. Remember, I blessed you. Remember, I, I healed you. Remember, I made this covenant with you. He says, remember. And he says, remember, once again, not for his sake, because he's insecure as God, but for our sake. 
it helps us to be thankful people. And he says, I want you to remember this so you can be thankful and you can be in my perfect will and remind yourself of what I've done for you. Come on, has God done anything for anybody in here? You know, it's great what he did for the people in the Bible, but he did stuff for us too. Come on, didn't he? And so we need to be thankful people. Okay, so we're talking today about faith and thanksgiving. Faith and thanksgiving. So let's turn to Philippians 4 and verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. And we're going to kind of change uh, directions here uh, to talk about faith and thanksgiving. So we're going to read in Philippians here. And Philippians was written by Paul. Now, Paul was an apostle. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And Paul, you'll notice something in almost all his letters, he would write thank yous. And not just thank you to other people who did stuff for him. He would write about his prayer life and thanking God. And he would say, I thank God that I mention you in my prayers. He would say, I give thanks to God for this. And I give thanks to God for that. And so this is one of these passages, Philippians 4 and verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, Notice, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So he says, everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your, notice, request be made known to God. So we want to talk a little bit about your prayer life. Can we talk about your prayer life for a moment here? So we see that the Apostle Paul, who was inspired by God to write this, he would say time after time again, you need to ask, but with thanksgiving. You need to pray and be thankful. So we realize that prayer and thanksgiving go together. Just like faith and thanksgiving go together. Now follow me here. So we see that a prayer in our prayer life should be full of thanksgiving because we see that when we make requests to God, that's just the first step. Asking God for something is the first step, but there needs to be a second step to receive what we're asking for. And that's what thanksgiving is in our life. I wrote this down. If you are really in faith about something you're praying for, you will be thankful. Now, if you leave your prayer life depressed when you leave, you're not in faith. Because if you really believe the prayers that you prayed were happening as you prayed them, and that God was doing something, and that you received what God did for you in that prayer session, you would leave leave different from the way you came in. And you would be thankful. So if you are really in faith about something, you will be thankful. Now let's look over at Mark 11, 23 and 24. Very familiar passage about faith in the New King James. 
Mark 11, 23 and 24. It says, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, or the request you make, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So it says, when you ask me, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we need to ask or request something for God, but then we need to be thankful and receive what God has for us. Now, Brother Sean, I'm going to use you today because you're a wonderful person to be used. So come on up here, Brother Sean. Come on, let's give it up for Brother Sean this morning. It's not for you. It's for you to give to me in a second. So, we're talking about faith and thanksgiving. Talking about your prayer life and thanksgiving. Brother Hagen said this, who Brother Hagen was really the, the father of the modern faith movement. When he was asked about why people don't receive from God, he said most people are not missing on the asking, requesting side. He said most people do not receive because they miss it on the praise and thanksgiving side. Because there's a lot of people asking, but not many people thanking and praising God for what they received. Now, stay with me here. So, Brother Sean loves me because I'm his pastor. Yes, sir. And uh, so he got me a, an awesome Christmas present because he's like, you are the best pastor and boss who ever existed. And so he got me this awesome present. So, this present is a gift. Let's just pretend he's God. I know it's a stretch. <laughs> so, I don't have Miss Jenny here to amen me on that. Yeah, I know. Miss Donna, say amen. Okay. So, let's pretend I'm in my prayer closet praying and asking for this gift. This could be healing, this could be finances, this could be a relationship, this could be for my children, it could be for all sorts of things. So, he says, when you pray, I want you to ask, but believe you receive, and then you'll have it. Now, most people are asking and requesting, but they never believe they really received it, so they never have it. Now, stay with me here. So if I told Brother Sean, now don't give me the gift. Okay. God, I believe that that you're going to give me a gift. God, I believe that you have a gift for me. I believe that I'm going to be healed one day, and one day you're going to fix this relationship. God, I'm asking you. I'm asking you for it. This is the way most people pray. God, I ask you that, that you would do this, and God's saying, okay, it's right here. Receive it. Receive it. Now, how do we receive it? Thanksgiving. Now, if I receive this gift, now give it to me, Brother Sean. If I receive this, 
what would my response be to him? If somebody hands you a gift, what is your response? Thank you. So until we're thankful, we really haven't received. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Until we say thank you to God, we really haven't received. Because if you're still asking for it, then you haven't received it. If you're still begging God for it, you haven't received it. We only say thank you when you receive a gift. If somebody has a gift and they haven't given it to you yet, you don't say thank you. They'd be like, this ain't for you. Thank you. But when somebody hands us a gift, you say thank you. So thanksgiving is the way we receive from God. So yes, we need to ask. Yes, we need to request things from God. But that's the first step. We need to take the next step and receive the gift that he has for us, which is being thankful and giving thanksgiving. Once again, when you receive a gift, what's the response? Thank you. When you receive it. Now you can sit down, Brother Sean. Thank you. So when we receive from God, we say thank you. So if you haven't said thank you yet to God, you haven't received it yet. Now I'm just trying to help you today in your prayer life because I know a lot of people are struggling and a lot of people are asking and begging and pleading with God and they never go to the next step of saying thank you. Because notice, if you believed you received it, that's what he says. When you pray, believe you received it. If you really believed you received it, you would say thank you, not keep asking for it. And it says, when you believe you receive it, you will have it. So our prayer life needs to go from just asking and requesting to thanksgiving to God. Come on, I think that's helping some of you today. Because God's not holding out on any of us. You realize everything you need is already provided in God. And he's walking around like this to all of us. What do you need? What do you need? But he's just waiting for somebody to say, thank you. Thank you. Healing. Thank you. Prosperity. Thank you. My children coming back to church. Thank you. He's waiting for somebody to reach out in faith and say thank you and receive it. Because real faith is thankful. And notice if you really received it, if you really received it, your response will be thankfulness and thanksgiving to God. So God's looking for people all around the earth. He's got gifts for all of us. Everything that we need, he's already provided. And he's waiting for somebody to reach out and take it and say, thank you, I receive it. Because the way we receive is thanksgiving. Now let's look at another verse, 1 Timothy 4 and 4. 1 Timothy 4 and 4 in the New Living. Look at this verse. It says, since everything good created is, or everything God created is good, notice, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. 
Now, there's a principle here. He says everything God created is good, and we should not reject any of it, but here's the part. But we should receive it with thanks. So how do we receive it? How do we receive it? Are you getting this today? If it's really faith and we really received it, our response would be thanksgiving to God. Now, I'm trying to help you today as your pastor about your prayer life. Because so many people struggle and they're asking and pleading and requesting to God. And they never take the next step into actually receiving what God has for them. Because they never say thank you to God. They're never thankful to God. And it says we receive it with thanks. You will receive everything in your life from God with thanks. So let me tell you real practically what that sounds like. Instead of saying, God, I believe that you're going to heal me one day. God, I believe you'll heal me. God, I believe you'll help me. Instead of saying it that way, we should say, God, I thank you that you've already healed me. 2,000 years ago on the cross. And all I'm doing right now is receiving what already has been provided for me. And I'm saying, thank you, and receiving the gift that you've already given me. Now, those are prayers that God answers because we're receiving what he has for us. Now, instead of saying, God, I believe for a raise. God, I just believe for more money. God, I believe one day I'll be prosperous. You could say, God, I thank you that you've already provided prosperity for me. I'm a child of God, and I thank you that all my needs are met in Christ Jesus, in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for that new job, and I thank you that it's your will for me to prosper. And God, I thank you that you're moving in my finances. That's a prayer that's a faith prayer. Instead of just asking and pleading with God, and every time you do that, you're pushing it further out, and you're never receiving it. So God, once again, he's in front of all of us. He's in front of the whole world. He has gifts. He's saying, somebody take it. Stop asking me and receive it. Stop pleading with me and receive it. And notice, what does it say? We receive it with thanks. Everything God created is good, and we receive it with thanks. If we believed we received it, what would the response be? Thank you. Thank you. So we need to pray pray prayers of faith and thanksgiving. Because faith and thanksgiving go together. If we received it, we should be thankful. So I challenge you. Maybe some of you need to tweak your prayer life a little bit here in the way you're talking to God. Maybe you need to realize that some of the prayers I've been praying are not really faith prayers. I'm just kind of wishing and hoping that something will happen and not really receiving what God has because I haven't been thankful and realizing God is well able to take care of me and he's already provided everything for me. But he's waiting on us to receive it and say thank you. To receive it and say thank you. 
You know, when you got saved, you didn't beg and plead with God to get saved. Why? Because you knew it was already provided for you. So what did you say? You said, God, I thank you that you died for me. I thank you that you already paid the price for all my sins. God, I thank you that you paid the price for me to have a new life. And I just receive what's already been provided for me. If it works with salvation, it works with everything else that God has promised us. And that's real faith. Faith and thanksgiving. Thankful people. Once again, you've heard of people that come out of a prayer meeting that look depressed. There's no such thing if they're in faith. There should be joy. There should be victory. There should be thankfulness. Because if you really believed you received it, you would be thankful. You've heard people jokingly say at church when like everybody's being super quiet. They'll be like, if God gave you a million dollars right now, how would you act? And then like one person gets up and dances and everybody else is like, this is awkward. And so they say, how would you act? Because they're trying to get over the response. If you receive something from God, there should be a response of thanksgiving and thankfulness. If you're really in faith. So I want to challenge you as a church family that all of us in our prayer life, let's make sure that we're not just asking, requesting, but we're thanking God. That we never leave the part of thanksgiving out of our prayer life. I believe with all my heart, you guys are going to start seeing a lot more results in your prayer life when you're thanking God and you're receiving what he's done for you. God has things for all of us that just need to be received. Already provided. Already ready. But they need to be received by thanks. Because that's our faith. If we're really in faith, we will be thankful. So, let me read. Mark 11, 23 and 24 to you again. Did you guys get something today? So if we're really in faith, we're going to be thankful people. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Believe you receive them and you will have them. And we receive them by giving thanks. We receive them by thanksgiving.